You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning. This is Ashley Winch in Kansas City, Missouri, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning for Monday, January 1st, 2024 by Worm Flooring. That's right. It's the new year, and I, for one, can't believe that it's already here. For today's episode, Glenn wanted to highlight some of his favorite Jamie stories from 2023, and I think it's a perfect way to ring in the new year. So whether you're nursing a headache from having a little too much fun last night, or you're out there doing barn chores, let's listen to the first story where Jamie shares with us her wild night with a lot of tornadoes. After a quick word from our title sponsor, Worm Flooring. You've heard about the wonders worm flooring can do in your horse trailer, but did you know that you can also use worm flooring in your barn too, and it's easier to keep clean and safe than traditional flooring? Worm flooring is a durable, non-slip flooring solution that is perfect for barns of all sizes. It is impervious to liquids and eliminates the need for rubber mats. Worm flooring is easy to clean, so you can spend less time cleaning and more time enjoying your barn. Worm flooring is the perfect solution for barn stalls, wash racks, aisleways, clipping rooms, cattle chutes, and more. It can be installed on concrete, wood, aluminum, steel, or pretty much any other permanent surface. Worm flooring is also backed by a two-year warranty, so you can be sure that it will last for years to come. Visit wormflooring, W-E-R-M, flooring.com today to learn more about how worm flooring can make your barn a better place for you and your animals. Worm flooring, we eliminate rubber mats. Now, on to the show. Uh, my daily Winnie goes out to my local community. Obviously, we had, I think there was 15 plus tornadoes in Oklahoma on Sunday night, and it was just utter madness. We knew weather was coming in. I mean, that's what's great about having, being in Oklahoma is they have all of the weather weather centers are right here. I mean, the biggest one is um, two miles away from me. So they, they told us severe weather is coming in. Sunday night, expect winds of up to 80 to 110 miles they an hour. They were expecting it to be one of those, I don't even know how you say the word. Derecho, yeah. And that's like the straight line winds, right? Yes. And okay. so it gets cra- it's cra- cra- crazy. So we, um, you know, I come home. I've taken Lucas to his activity. Chad is, of course, gone on a trip. And so I take Lucas to thing. We hustle home. I put him in the house. I'm like, get a shower right now because you can't shower in severe weather and lightning and stuff. So he goes in the showers. I go down and I get the horses up and in. And I've got, you know, enough stalls for a bunch of the horses. But there's the horse and hound horses have a, a shelter and then a border horse has a shelter. So I was like, Max, you're going to stay out here. You have a shelter. Make good decisions use it. and use it. I <laughs> stuffed it with alfalfa hay and all the things. I put it, everything in there, hay and water to make them comfortable. Same with the mares. 
from horse and hound. And again, sorry, I have a cold. Um, so you kind of do what you do. I've got hurricane straps on the roof of the barn and, you know, you just kind of do what you do. You bring them in. I bring them in because I'm concerned about, um, things flying around in the wind. Well, and you, you know? have other properties around you that you don't know if they're bringing their stuff from the backyard in, chairs and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm more worried about things that are blowing around and um, it's a good thing I do. So get up, we start watching the news and, and they kind of track them and we can see them getting closer and closer and closer. And um, So was then, this after dark? It was after dark, right? Yes, Sunday. of course it was after dark. It I, always uh, happens at night. Hurricanes it's not at supposed night. to. This <laughs> never happens, Glenn. Okay, one of the things I hear all the time is this never happens. So if somebody asked me to move out because like all the things that never happened have happened since I've been here. And they're like, it must be you. You need to go. <laughs> Um, so it never happens that there's tornadoes in February. It never happens that they're at night. And, uh, of course, tornado, February, nighttime. I put Lucas to bed, but I put him in my bed. And we have a tornado shelter in our house. Tell everybody and what your tornado shelter is, which is kind of unique. It's it's a pantry, basically. A, a pantry that is made out of concrete is the first thing they built in the house. And so it's pretty crazy looking. It's a bunker, right? I mean, And it's a bunker. It's like a safe room. Um, Does it have a metal in- door? It does. It has a metal door with three locks. You register it with the city. So if oh, something really? happens, they, yeah, they check all the shelters because if the house falls down around you, you're stuck in the shelter. Yeah. So you go in with things like shoes, all your important uh, paperwork, your documents, blankets, water. You know. So I had prepped the shelter that afternoon just in case. Had you I mean, used I, it yet? Or is, no. No. Oh, okay. No. But I'm by myself, and I'm with a kid, four dogs, and you'll learn later (laughs) that I now have a bird. So I'm like, I've got to get guinea pigs. And I'm like, okay, um, I have all these things. I'm going to prep the shelter. I got everything out. The thing that is actually normally in the shelter, it's our liquor cabinet and our medicine cabinet. Well, you're good Um, if you get stuck. Exactly. (laughs) So we put a bunch of water in there. We put a bunch of blankets in there just in case I had to wake Lucas up in the middle of the night and get him in the shelter, which, of course, as you all know, I'm watching TV and they're talking about a tornado in El Reno, which is northwest of us, like uh, west of Oklahoma City. And all of a sudden, the sirens go off. They weren't even talking about it on the news, but the sirens start going off. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, let me see the news. Boom, power goes off. So mm. I have nothing. Now, what you do Could you is you... hear the wind at that point? Oh, God. It was, it was insane. It was crazy. So, you know, people in Oklahoma are like, I heard the sirens. I didn't go to my shelter. But that's not me. I'm, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not an Oklahoma person. I'm not a professional. And I'm also, at this point, a single mom with a bunch of animals. So I go wake up Lucas and I'm like, hey, buddy, we're going to go in the shelter. And he's like, you know what? Uh, what? So I get him up, get him in the shelter, lay him down. I go get all the dogs. And we, uh, all of us. How did you in- convince four dogs to get in that tiny room? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also, as you'll learn, the chicken auction, a parakeet, okay, in oh. a cage. And so I've got the parakeet in in the shelter, and I've got the dogs. So Danny 
Border Collie crosses on top of Lucas. She's like, this is the greatest thing ever. I get to be in the house laying on the kids. It's awesome. Then I have Zenyatta, uh, who's on the left, and she is scared of storms. So she's like, high alert. And then I've got Bella, who's also scared of storms. She's a basset hound. And then I've got Homer, who's laying on top of me, trying to eat the bird. And I've got all of us are crammed into this tiny little safe room. I mean, uh, it's it's small, so it's not like it it's fits small. a whole bunch of us. I saw it. It's small. And did you close the door? Oh, yeah. Close yeah. the door and lock the door because the sirens are going off. And usually it's a warning. They'll go off once. These were like nonstop. Mm. And so I, I'm trying to log on to the app to watch the news because they have an app that you can then turn to because you charge your phone. You you know you have to charge your phone up and get it ready. Well, so many people are texting me. I can't watch the app because everybody in the area is watching it and they see where it's going, oh. which is my house. Um, and so I'm getting all these texts. I can't watch the thing. And all I'm, all I know is like my friend Larissa is texting me. Uh, she's like, are, are you in, are you in? And then I've got another friend texting. Are you, you get in your shelter, get in your shelter right now. And all these texts are coming through, get in the shelter, get it. It's right out. It was right out your window. And uh, I mean, from in the shelter, that even has a concrete roof. If I remember right, does, can you hear anything in there? Oh yeah, because there's a um like a pipe that goes up oh, to the top, air. so you have air. Yeah. Um, so you can hear, and that thing is whirring around, and all I know is like, okay, um, so so I think it was around ten, and around ten thirty, everybody had said, okay, you're clear because the storm was moving like really fast. They said eighty miles an hour, in and out. But then there were just spin-ups happening everywhere, all over the place, and so I get that. I, my friend Larissa is like, I, I would get out now. And I was like, that means I need to stay in here another 15 minutes because <laughs> you're an Oklahoma person. So we finally emerge and I get a phone call from the people that have two horses here boarded and in training and they live two miles away. And he calls me and he's like, how's the barn? How's the barn? How's the barn? And I was like, I don't know. I just came out of this shelter. It's pitch black. And so I was like, I got to put Lucas to bed and then I'll go check. And I was like, what's going on with you? He's like, everything's gone. Everything's gone. We, we, our house is, our, our house is missing part of the roof. Um, but our house is there, but they have 50 trees in their front yard. Everything's gone. They couldn't even get out. They had to like put it in four wheel drive to even try to get out. And they're trying to come to my house. And I was like, so they got so, hit. So they got hit. And so I called Ginger, who lives in the tiny house down at the front of the property. And I'm like, what is going on? Is the barn still standing? And she says, yes, I can see the barn. The barn's still standing, but there's some things out in the pasture. Okay, let me get Lucas to bed and I'll get some clothes on and I come down to the barn and we're missing a horse. And I was just it wasn't like, Zeus. We know that. I so. know. Thank God. <laughs> it's, but I have another Zeus now. His name is Max and Max is being boarded. And she's like, I can't find Max. And Max <clears throat> is the one who I kissed on the nose. And I said, make good decisions. Stay in here. <laughs> uh, well, apparently in the storm, I have a bunch of electric fence. And so all that electric fence was pulled up. And I also have a couple old outbuildings that were here before we came. And those roofs are gone lifted off and there's like metal pieces all over the pasture. So it's, it's pitch black. And by the way, Max is black and white, but mostly black. So I am carrying a halter walking around pastures with a cell phone flashlight looking for a black horse. 
and and uh, and I, so she takes one and I take the other. And we're trying to avoid, uh, you know, all of the roofing pieces that are in the pasture. And I hear, I found him, I found him. Because the electric fence had lifted out of the ground. He was quite a ways away in another pasture. And so I was able to go grab him. And he's real spooky anyway. So I'm like, I walk up with the halter and the cell phone flashlight. I'm like, hi, friend. <laughs> he's just had a rough time. He didn't You're want to see you. <laughs> so pretty. I love you so much. What a good boy. You know, and he at this point is like, please take me. Oh, yeah. Take I'm done me. with this. <laughs> I can't do this any longer. So I, I, the horses that have nothing in their pasture, I put them out. I bring him in. I've got Jack, the old horse. I've got Duke, the old horse. I've got Effie, the baby. I'm like, y'all are living in here, but we have no power and, and we're on a well. So no, there's no water. Now I'd filled up some tubs. We're like lugging tubs around. We're moving stuff around. We've got horses in, we've got horses out. It was just utter chaos. And again, it's like 1130 at night at this point. And we finally get everything battened down. And the people that lost their house that have horses boarded, I had to call them. I'm like, I found Max. We're good. He's good. Everybody's good. No injuries here. Um, and she was, they, they were just like, it's pitch, it's pitch black. But like, we, we don't know what to do. I mean, this is a mess. Like, it is a mess. So the next yeah, morning. They couldn't first, stay in their house, right? Yeah. But they could stay in their house, but the houses around them are, are gone, are gone. Um, so they, they open up shelters everywhere, but there's no power and there are electric light poles just across every road. So the next morning, when you start to look at the aftermath, the actual path of the tornado was less than a, a mile from me where the, as the crow flies and went uh, this swath from Southeast to Northwest and hit several farms and houses and the local eventing facility feather creek farm was is destroyed that's I mean, the one we saw the pictures of the roof gone the roof was ripped off all the horses are still in the stalls and the roof was ripped off can you imagine how did the horses not get sucked out i always wonder about that i know? don't know i don't know i mean divine intervention i guess you and know none of them the were horses hurt? were fine a little all terrorized horses, i imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Um, but, th you know, they have a GoFundMe for Feather Creek you can go look at, but it is just terrifying, the whole the whole situation. And we went over to our friends who lost a lot. And, I mean, all of, all of us who were involved realized how lucky we are because nobody got hurt. You know, no humans got hurt. None of our animals got hurt. I mean, it was as, as lucky and beautiful uh, of a situation as you can have in that type of situation. And again, I, I, I'm like, how big a dumbass am I to move to this godforsaken tornado alley place? Like, geez, Louise, no wonder the land is so cheap. It's because this place is godforsaken tornado Philip, I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm not the only person that lives here. Other people live here. I can't be the only crazy person. Only, everybody's crazy lives around here. Why would you live here? I don't know. I live here because family lives here and it was not my choice. And it's not anything I could do about it. So I'm stuck here. On the positive the note, though, how long have you lived there? <sighs> um, on the positive note, I've lived here now, I think, three and a half years. And this is the first real close one. Yeah, that is enough. 
Because the South has been getting, you would have had more closer ones living in Georgia the last couple of years. The South has been getting hammered. They're going to get hammered again today and tomorrow. It doesn't matter where you live. You're going to have something. But like my, I talked to my stepdad yesterday and he's like, man, hurricanes don't seem so bad. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yeah. How about how about ten feet of snow in California? That's just nuts. Right? It doesn't matter where you live. You're gonna have snow, earthquakes, tornadoes. Uh, well, you hurricanes. did scare thousands of people the other night. We were all, as you know, because you kept getting messages from all of us. So Yeah, and, and that's what I just want to send out love to all of you that messaged me. Can I can I give you a little sure. piece of my yeah, um actual real life here? Is that I had a friend in Colorado message me. The people that I bought red from in New Jersey messaged me. I had friends in California message me. I had friends in Florida message me. I had a friend in Maine message me. Do you know how many of my family members messaged me? <laughs> Zero. Well, they were letting you. They knew you were going to be dealing with things. They didn't want to. I called my dad yesterday. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't know, dad. Do you want to ask maybe how things turned out after the tornado? And he's like, what? I'm like, Dad, you watch a local, you watch like Fox 5 all the time. You cannot tell me this is like national news. I don't know what you're talking about. My brother clicked like on my post, so he's in the know. (laughs) My other brother, no message. My mom called yesterday and was like, wow, how's it going? I was like, oh, my God. My in-laws just got power yesterday. They live a mile away. Um, It's definitely crazy. They're closer to town, aren't they? They are. They're about a mile closer, but it, it, it doesn't matter. A farm boy came out yesterday or day before yesterday, and it took him it was usually a 10 minute drive. It took him an hour wow. to get here because of all the road Trees closures and all the poles. power lines down and everything. It's just utter crazy chaos. And it will remain that way. I, I know Feather Creek has asked people like if you're just driving by, please stop in and help pick up things and that's what i've been doing is i'm going around Yeah, what my, about the roof you need to get that out of the field right yeah i mean th- well that's what we did the next morning is like chad got the tractor out and we went and picked up big roof pieces and we took them out to the road because if they declared a national disaster then things will be picked up off the road um but we have a dumpster so we are picking everything up and moving everything around and then i have to get the magnet out the giant push magnet and i mean i i vacuumed up a billion nails, rusty nails and, and all that. And I did at yesterday, I offered Feather Creek. I was like, Hey, I've got, now I've got my paddocks cleaned up. I've got two extra paddocks if you guys need anything. And I haven't heard anything. So I did offer to allow horses to come here, but I had to get my stuff cleaned up first, you know, before I could put a horse in the pasture with nails. And I mean, it's, I'm sure there's still things out there, but man, I walked over that thing with this little roller magnet. 10,000 times. And so it's definitely crazy. It's definitely it, horrifying. We definitely got lucky. And well, we're all like, glad you're okay and that everybody's all right. There were a couple things from the pictures. You drove around and took some pictures in the neighborhood there. Yeah. there a couple things that stood out to me. And one is the question always comes up. And, and it was, I saw people asking you, what'd you do? Did you bring them in or put them out? We've had this conversation how many times in this show over the years? Do you? Put the horses in the barn during bad weather, hurricanes, whatever, leave them out. And there's people that believe both. I you, we're like you can't you, you can't outrun debris. Well, that's it. We're like you. The debris is what our, our concern is. Um so but the the fencing that was the vinyl fencing that oh, you took man. pictures vinyl fencing did not fare well. No. 
No. Oh my God, it just snapped it off. Where did it all it's go? Gone. Uh, no, it was in trees. So all the vinyl fencing that I saw, you'll see, I also posted pictures of vinyl fencing up in trees. And um, at Feather Creek, they use vinyl fencing, but only for like the pretty entrance and it doesn't house any horses. I learned in Arizona, you can't have vinyl fencing because the sun yeah, it makes, just, it just makes it just dissipate. Yeah, right. But yeah, the vinyl fencing. Anybody that had that, it was just gone. Um, well, then you got to th- figure those posts, the, the way they break, they're sharp, sharp points. Mm-hmm. And those are flying through the air at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, so when I first moved here, I said, what do you do with the horses? You bring them in, leave them out. The thing is, there's usually hail associated with weather, and hail makes horses run. You know, they don't like, oh, let me get under that shelter. They're like, oh, my God. And yeah. so they start running. The other thing is debris flying around. Yes, they can like outrun roofs? a tornado. But like roofs, <laughs> yeah. like metal, jagged fencing, all the things that, that have broken. I mean, if you go back and watch um, The Wizard of Oz, go look. There's a dang cow flying around <laughs> in that thing. You never know. Well, you I mean, know? it turns tractor trailer trucks upside down. So, you know. It, you know, and the local news the next day was out of the area, and they're like, they're like, look at this. This whole car is just covered with insulation. The whole car is covered with insulation. It's amazing. Look, it looks like it snowed right on this car. Amazing. And then they pan back, and there's a car that is on top of another car. And I'm like, there's your story, you dingbat. <laughs> like, the other thing I saw, too, speaking of cars in the news there, is that all the cars looked like they had been – had. They just looked like they, it wasn't hail, but they had dents in all through the side. So something, rocks or something was hitting that car. All debris yeah. flying around. So yeah, somebody told me when I first moved here, you know, and it might have been Patty, our listener, like you, you bring them in and I'm like, well, she's like, it protects you from debris. And I was like, but what about if the tornado hits the actual barn? And she was like. Might have been. I remember who it was. They said you walk in the barn and you kiss him on the nose and you tell him you'll see him tomorrow, and that's the best you can do because if you turn him out, the debris is going to get him, and if you leave him in, it's a direct hit. It's just a horrible reality to be faced with um so we did the best we can you know more i have a morton barn and our roof is rated for we had to give next of kin information when we were buying the barn so that and we have hurricane straps on our house so that we we went all out not not everybody has the opportunity to do that so i do understand and obviously feather creek suffered uh the 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 old old barn roof ripped off kind of thing. Um, hopefully they have really good insurance and they'll be able to build back stronger. Well, the other thing, uh, so the vinyl fencing was, that was the biggie there. That was my big takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when we had, uh, we lived in Pennsylvania, our first farm was hundred acres and we had a blizzard that had 10 foot drifts and it was just, we were without power for a week and it was bad. Uh, but it ripped most of the metal roof off the barn the problem mm-hmm. with that is the pieces of metal roof were all through the paddocks in snow drifts. Oh, God. So you couldn't see them. So we had to literally wait for the snow to melt to get the metal out of the snow to be able to put the horses out in most of our fields because they were filled with these these big chunks of tin. Yeah, and that's what we had to do is walk around and pick yeah. up metal. Same thing. We didn't have snow, thank God. Yeah, because, you know, we... You know, we couldn't oh. walk through it either because you'd cut yourself. You didn't know where they were. They were buried. Mm-hmm. You know, so imagine that metal roof flying around with horses that are outside. You know, just I'm all, we always went for the bring them in. 
and it was what you said. It was, look, if it's a direct hit, nothing's going to help, right? If the direct yeah. hit goes across your farm, your horses are gone anyway. Um, at least this way they have a shot. <laughs> yeah. And I'll still take hurricanes, by the way, over your situation, because we know it's coming for days. The, the problem with those tornadoes is you just don't know. But I'm glad you got in the shelter. I wasn't sure you'd ever do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I'm not ashamed. I was in there. I mean, again, every single person in the local area was calling me like, get in your shelter. It's right outside your window. I'm like, that's fun. That This is really <laughs> relaxing. You know, what's really cool is Lucas was like, my throat hurts because, of course, he gave me this cold. And I was like, oh, ooh, there's an equal right here. Here you go. Take a little sip. How did you all fit? <laughs> I took pictures, actually. So I was up against the door. The darn parakeet is to my left. Homer is on my left trying to eat the parakeet, who I eventually covered with a blanket. Belle is on my right, on my right leg. Homer's on my left leg. Zindy's packed up against the wall. Lucas and Danny are laying out like they're in, you know, laying by the pool. They're just, they're (laughs) just snuggling and having a good time. So, but at one point I was like, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. I've gone numb from sitting up against this door. I was like, I need to stand up. I got to get out of here. Uh, but it, it, again, you're not in it tremendously long, Lord willing. Yeah, that you is know? the difference with the hurricane where you're 14 hours of 100 mile an hour winds. Yeah. yeah. No, this is like it's it's here and it's gone and you just kind of go and look at it. Again, this is my first experience with something like this. So I don't know. Now, was Chad flying through it? Oh, God, can you imagine the stress of your husband watching this as he's not here, Hmm. you know? And so he was actually in the air flying back to Dallas when it happened. And so he landed in Dallas at 11, 12 o'clock. Oh, he Um, must have been a mess. (laughs) Oh, God. And he drove... He got he got in about 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, And the power came back on about 4, which is always fun. You're like in the middle of sleeping and all of a sudden... Yeah, exactly. You just got to sleep. <laughs> you said the next morning you were you were a trooper. You you texted me. We were texting, and you texted me and said, "Well, the power's back on. I could do the show." I was like, "Hell no! Go out and deal with your situation." I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, "I just <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I can do it. I guess. I mean, I'm physically capable, but I just no. yeah." And so that next no cleanup Monday takes morning. longer than you think. <clears throat> yeah, and again, again, I am so lucky. We got so lucky. We were able to get cleaned up in, you know, about half the day it took to clean up. And, and I mean, there's still stuff to be done, but for the, you know, I was back to being functional. I was back to training horses yesterday, which is incredible. Um, But there are definitely people that did not experience that. And I'm so sorry for you. And I'm going to try to help as much as I can. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for your report. And we're, we're all glad that you're all okay. And now, let's join Jamie and Glenn as they recap Jamie's family trip to Italy. Do you know who practiced the most Italian and sp- probably spoke the most Italian? And when they spoke the most Italian, people just swarmed was Lucas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, you got a 10-year-old from America speaking Italian. They're going to swarm. Oh, they just like, anytime you'd be like, grazie, they were like, oh. So tell us about your trip. It was it was a really good time. So um, I, I was listing the ways of travel that we had. We had a car, plane, taxi, tram, bullet train, ferry, and shuttle, and uh, those were the ways we made our way. But we got to got to Rome. 
Easter and week. <laughs> Easter, yeah, okay. Didn't think about that. No, you apparently like, didn't plan that one well. Why can't I get tickets to the Coliseum? Why can't I get tickets to go anywhere? At the last second, I get tickets to go to the Vatican. And so, by the you way, we did? fly. Yes, I got tickets to go to the Vatican on Good Friday. Oh, my God. Didn't, didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, my God. There were- was 9 million people there. <laughs> The line of we had like the skip the line pass, thank God, because pe- people were waiting six, seven hours to get into the Vatican. It was absolutely nuts. Were they it was even really doing cool. tours and stuff that day? Yes, they did tours that day. Wow, I'm surprised. I mean, it was. I just remember this little um, Italian lady. She had a flag and she was walking through the crowds, and she and we had little earpieces in, and she'd be walking through the crowd. You can't see anybody, and I can't see anybody. But the back of people's, you know, bra straps because I'm five two, and I all I hear is, "I'm waving my flag, I'm waving my flag." <laughs> just look at the flag that's like waving in the air because there's so many people. Um, but I will tell you that on the way there, flying, uh, we had the you know the seats at the back we bought tickets to go and uh were crammed in in the very back of a plane for 10 plus hours and uh i was like this this traveling sucks this sucks i don't want to do that again so we canceled our tickets and tried to non-rev which is fly through my husband's you know his company fly through them on the way home which we did and i'll get to that but yeah so we get to rome we and you you, when you travel like that the red eye flights and you have got to hit the ground run and otherwise you're well you lose a day you yeah well we got there like seven in the morning yeah that's it's always red eyes from here yeah, if you don't if you don't just keep going and power through, your schedule is messed up. So we decided that was our tour day. Like we're gonna get it done. I think we had twenty five thousand steps on our watches because we were tracking everything, you know. And we saw, you know, the Coliseum, the Vatican, the Pantheon, the Trevi Fountain. We in, in two days we did all the things along with nine million of our closest friends. Which, by the way, it's not a serious travel time for America, which is why it was. Easy for us to get a flight there. However, everybody else in Europe from every other European country descends on Rome and the Vatican specifically for Easter weekend. Yep. We didn't think about that. Holy smoke. So it was really, um, really crowded. Did you get in restaurants or anything? Yeah, we could. We, I booked these little, like, kind of off the beaten path places to stay, usually on Airbnb. And so, <laughs> yeah, so that was great. We saw all the things, did the shopping, you know. We, I mean, I'm, I'll have as a carry on, so I can't, like, go crazy shopping. So that was good and ran out of clothes, had to buy Lucas some clothes. So, how much, how many pounds of noodles did you guys eat while you were there and pizza? Let me tell you, I think I have an ulcer from all the tomatoes I consumed <laughs> over the last week. I mean, it was either pizza or pasta every meal. It is a good vegetarian place, though, isn't it? It's so great. Because bread. I mean, you got bread, pasta, uh, you know, pizza. The perfect food for me is a combination of bread, cheese, and tomatoes. So that's why I love Italy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, in the morning for breakfast, I would have a caprese sandwich and then, like, a pizza for lunch and a pasta for dinner. And it was just, I mean, I I measured, measured, weighed myself, and I put on almost five pounds. Yes! Oh, I guess ten. You did good. Well, don't ask Chad what he did. His different. His uniform, his pilot's outfit's not going to fit anymore. He's going to have to work out a little bit before he goes back to work. Uh, But it was great. And then we went to the island of Capri, which um, you can play the That Girl sound effect again. 
Because, Glenn, do you know how you get to the island of Capri? <laughs> On a boat. On a boat. And you love boats. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Chad was like, well, we can take a train. We can go around to Sorrento, which is a shorter ferry ride. And I'm like, hey, why? Like, why? why would we take a longer train, more expensive to like get on a shorter ferry ride? This ferry ride's only 50 minutes. And he's like, you think you can be okay? And I was like, it's a ferry. Like, of course I'm going to be okay. They're usually pretty big, actually. Yeah, it's not a not a ferry where they put cars on it. It was just a ferry for people. Oh, so it's a smaller ferry. And how were the seas that day, Jamie? The seas were angry that day, my friend. <laughs> seas were very angry. <laughs> I don't want to be that girl. girl, that girl that... Were you over the railing, Jamie? Well, Glenn, you can't go out on the <laughs> railing. The seas were so rough, you were not allowed to stand up. But let me tell you the <laughs> smart thing that I did, and that is to buy each one of us a giant smoothie before, as we were waiting in line for the ferry. And oh, I had a like a kale smoothie. Lucas had like a banana, you know, a, three smoothies, giant cups, and it was a great thing that everybody finished their smoothie before the ride because I had three giant cups lined smoothies up. Smoothies <laughs> look bad going down. They look even worse going up. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Green smoothies, either way, don't look good. Um, yeah, it was, but I was not the only one who got sick. Um, of course, my fighter pilot, Jeep, having no problem husband is like turning around talking to everybody while they're I'm like puking into a smoothie cup you know <laughs> That'd be Jennifer and I <laughs> oh my god I was awful it was awful and I was just like so no horse lovers cruise for you next year <laughs> oh I, all I could think of was I was like Jim Glenn tell me to go on this stupid boat I'm not going on a stupid boat ever in my entire life I'm never going on a boat ever again but then of course you have to go back on the ferry oh yeah I forgot get, about that how was that back. yeah uh, you know what? The seas were not as angry that day. And I like did that whole, okay, <clears throat> stare at the horizon, deep breaths. <laughs> so I like had a crick in my neck from like peeking out the window the whole time. But um, I will tell you that I made it and I'm alive. And uh, it was very exciting. Um, the first day when we got on the shore after the first ferry ride, I mean, I was that person like had their hands on the the wet pavement because it was of course rainy and stormy while I'm going on a ferry ride. So that was definitely, um, isn't, isn't Capri, <sighs> uh, excuse me. Isn't Capri the one that's has the, like the high cliffs and mountains. Yes. Yes. And we did a lot of hiking up to the top of the mountain. I was like, y'all, we gonna earn these pizzas. <laughs> so they have a chairlift that you can take up to the very top, but we walked it and it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was beautiful and great hiking. And my son was a super champ through the whole thing, taking a nine-year-old through places like this and like, okay, we got to run to catch a train. And he's dragging the suitcase and carrying a backpack. And he was just like a superstar the whole time. I just could. And then he's like, Prego! and they're like, like, oh, <laughs> we got back here to gas station and we bought something at Bucky's truck stop. And like, he's like, Grazie. And he's like, oh, oh wait, they're American. Because <laughs> you just get so trained to like say all the things and do all the things. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great trip. It was super quick. Um, but as y'all as horse people know, I got like a three day limit before I start to 
panic about the house. Now I have Ginger, my dear friend who lives here taking care of the property. So I knew everything was fine and farm boy was coming out every day and everything is good, but you just miss your horses and your puppies. That's like my first world problem was like Lucas and I missed Homer so much. We miss Homer. And so I like to have the farm sit. I'm like, can you please fix send me pictures of Homer? I need proof of life. And then she sends pictures. He's so much bigger. Oh my God. Like that girl, you know, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And, and again, you can't do it unless you have somebody that you trust taking care of your place. And so everything was good. Yeah, everything's good. I think we lost a chicken or two to coyotes. Um, but that's pretty standard for this time of year. Um, parakeets were good. Guinea pigs were good. Horses all look fine. My Andalusian looks even fatter. So, I mean, everybody's good. But I, I do want to know that the kind of hard thing I had to do before we left. What's that? So, you know, we have Duke who is 30 and he hasn't been eating very well. And he had all that dental work done. I had to have a bunch of teeth pulled and, and it was just so hard on him. I just said, you know, you're 30. I'm not going to put you through flushing out holes in your face and I'm just not going to do that to you. So I'm just going to like let you eat. Well, the of course, like the day before I'm about to leave to go to Europe, he's like, I'm not eating anymore. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, I, I can't not do this trip with my family. And uh, so I call my vet and I'm setting everything up. I'm like, tell the farm center, I'm like, you know, here's our our plans if we need to have plans in action for anything, you know, and, and we, you know, kiss Duke on the nose. And I, I, I talked to my vet and we made all the necessary arrangements if we needed to. And I told the farm center, I'm like, if it, like keep him in this paddock up front, and every time you see him, food, feed him. Just make sure he has food all the time, like grain, grain senior alfalfa, because he can't eat hay anymore because of his teeth, and so he's because he wads it up and it all comes out. Anyway, uh, we've done. We're working with the vet a lot, and uh, so I just okay. Here we go. Like this is this sucks. So I'm having to make all these calls, and at the last minute, my vet says, "Do you have any of this particular medication?" I'm, I'm not thinking of it right now, but it's not butte, but it's like a it's like echo something yeah echo something um and i said you know i do have that and she said why don't you just give him one a day and see if that improves obviously his pain that he's having while eating and so i told the farmer i'm like hey there's a little tiny medicine bottle in the top of this thing and she found and got it out that horse has gotten fatter since i got back like he looks great so thanks to my vet who's just just the coolest most awesome chick in the world and she's like just give him one of those a day and see if it's a pain thing and maybe he'll be more comfortable if he's you know he could have been having jaw problems after the dental surgery and all those things um so he's doing great so all of my worries you, you know um you could play the clip called my wife's unnecessary anxiety i mean i was like preparing for death you know and it turns out he just had some pain and we were able to address it because my vet last minute came up with this awesome idea and so anyway everything was good there and of course, that's like me going into a trip with like massive anxiety, getting on an airplane. How many thousand times a day did you think of that? Oh my gosh! Like day two. Well, day two, she texted me and she's like, "Oh my god, this medicine is amazing. He's eating like crazy." She's oh, like, "He's okay. eating so all the things." <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have to sit on it the entire trip. So, uh, yeah, horses, all the fun, good times, horses.
And now, Jamie tells us about a visit out to Colorado to see a horse that she sold named Zeus. So you made a trip to Colorado, and let's give everybody a quick just a very short Reader's Digest version of who Zeus was for new listeners. Okay, Zeus is a horse that I purchased from the prison up in northern Nevada and uh, had him for years, took him all the way up through eventing, through novice level eventing, and he was probably one of the most difficult horses in the world to manage because he was an escape artist. And you can see him on Facebook, Zeus the Mustang and Thor the Mustang, or Thor the Mustang and Zeus the Mustang, because I had two. And... uh, He had some injuries, couldn't compete anymore, but loved going on trail rides. And so he did, I I sent him, I didn't tell him, I just sent him to this ranch up in uh, Colorado that a friend of mine runs. And he is now one of the, he lives on 3000 acres and runs with a herd and comes up every day and may or may not get to go on a trail ride. And he's I, incredibly happy like that it was the perfect place for him and uh so that is in a nutshell zeus but how he, do they like my, him though that was horse. the big question right yeah exactly how is he gonna do because i have sold them and i sold them my horse drax who was an off the track thoroughbred <clears throat> and i'll update you on him but so they i i i, I got there and i was like Oh, uh, where is he? Is he here? He was like, uh, what do you mean? Was he here? Of course he's here. And I was like, so he's still here. Okay. <laughs> he hasn't good. escaped and into the top of a mountain somewhere. I thought they were going to get rid of him. Yeah. I thought he would leave. But the good thing is it's mostly electric fencing and that's the one that's like his kryptonite. So it's electric. <laughs> um, so it, they said, he, he was like, man, this horse has never escaped. What are you talking about? He goes, this is the happiest damn horse on the farm by the ranch. He's like, so happy blah 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 later on i did talk to one of the employees and the employee was like twice he's let the entire herd out onto oh. owner's properties so he has escaped and let everybody else out so i think they're trying to paint a picture like i'm the crazy one and he's totally fine but lies oh that would make chad really mad if he hadn't escaped at all <laughs> i know i know because because chad went to the employee he was like come on dude come on tell me the truth what's going on he was like uh, well, maybe twice, maybe <laughs> twice, maybe more. And, <laughs> and in pure Zeus style, he brings everybody else with him. Oh, yeah. Come on, everybody, gates open. Zeus would escape at her house, then go open the gates for the others to come out. Only his friends. Oh, yeah, because it's no be fun friends. to play by yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, but he wouldn't let everybody out. He would leave some behind. He'd be like, <laughs> you can die in the fire. I, I'm going to take my friends. Uh, so, yeah, he and he would escape. Like, I have videos of him on his Facebook page where he just opens the door, pulls it uh, undoes the latch, pulls open the door, walks in, walks through the barn, opens the next door, opens up, walks in, then goes over to the tack room and starts messing with the door handle with his teeth. I mean, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, he was, yeah, So so he was definitely... Um, a challenge here, but they, they said they they love him. They just love him. They love, 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 love. And well, I got there. And, what he wanted to do, right? He has yeah. wide open spaces. He has a herd. He doesn't yeah. have to go in circles anymore, yeah. you know. But but it was really cool. So there's one of the owners of the ranch. It's 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 three thousand acres, and it's it's owned by thirty people that each have a hundred acres. So it's like an adult summer camp. Okay, so <laughs> my friend TJ manages all of it, and if these owners want to go for 
ride. Yes, of course. Well, they have the horses up. They do archery. They do shooting. They fishing. All the things, hunting. All the things that you can do as an adult. That would be like a summer camp. Um, and you got to pay to play. This is not a cheap facility. Like I'll never ever be able to own. It's a little anything. more expensive than the five acres I bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're mm-mm. no crazy. Uh, so anyway, you. They, they they have this horse and I, and my job was to come up there and my family got to stay in the cabin which was like a mini mansion and uh, I got to stay there and the family played and hung out while I was supposed to work with some of the owners on their horses and I ended up working with some of the coolest dudes but like really really smart guys like I had to break down the whole reason for posting and diagonals and where your leg pressure is and how much weight is goes into your stirrups. And I rode with these guys the whole week, um, individually and then trail rides as a group. And one of the guys loves Zeus. It's kind of his, it's kind of his horse. So I did get to play with Zeus, but I more got to help this, uh, guy, learn about some of Zeus's buttons. And I was showing him the pictures of Zeus eventing. He was like, what? That's the same horse. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I showed him videos of him opening gates. He, he, I showed him all the things and, and he just loves him. It's like his, his little buddy out there. So Zeus has been well taken care of. One of my concerns was he has terrible feet. I got there. He has four shoes on. They look great. Like amazing job. Uh, medical weight wise, even Drax weight wise. He's always been tough to keep weight on. He was fat and happy. Great feet. They're, they have a great farrier. I mean, this is like dream dream retirement for a horse. I mean, they literally come in for a couple hours a day. They may or may not get ridden and they get turned out onto 3000 acres. It's, I mean, it's like the great and and top of the line vet care, top of the line farriers and all the things. I mean, all the things. So it is fantastic. Speaking of, if anybody wants to retire a horse, they're looking for anything under 16 that can do arena and bonus ride, bonus some trails. So if anybody knows anything, um, because I'm so happy that I gave them my horse now or loaned them my horse. Uh, it's, it's, I know. Anyway, so I, I was curious whether Zeus would remember me. And I'm, because, I mean, it hasn't been that long and I had him a long time. I'm like, of course he's going to remember me, but like, what if he doesn't? So I get up there and I had a specific, I have a whistle that I do and I whistled and I walked up to the gate and he came trotting up to the gate. I walked into the corral and he started licking me. Like, really? Like licking my arms up and down because I was wearing short sleeves and he was licking my arms. He was and as, as Zeus as Zeus can get, like super happy to see me, actually. I could just tell, you know, he was like, Ma. It was his was chance great. to thank you for sending him to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Go, now go away. Yeah, now leave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take me home. But I got to do some cool stuff. I took him down to the pond and took him swimming. <clears throat> the last day I was about to leave and I was like, I just have to go say bye. And I ended up putting a halter on him, taking him to the arena. They have a huge arena. And I just galloped him bareback. In the arena, which I haven't galloped horse bareback and good Lord since Zeus. So it was really fun galloping him around bareback. I took him on the trails. I galloped him through the hills and it just was really, really fun. Um, actually, when we took him to the pond, my son, Lucas, who's 10, has ridden Zeus one time. Well, he came off Zeus one time. I put him on Zeus 
and he just freaked out and spun around and Lucas fell off. I had to like, let him go. He fell out. Anyway, he's been, he's like, Zeus is terrible ever since he's the worst horse in the world. Mom, Zeus is terrible. He's mean. He bucks me off. Well, Zeus was in the pond and Lucas got on him and rode him around in the pond, which was like super cool. Mom moment for me. So it was awesome. And uh, it was really, really fun. And last but certainly not least, we have yet another bad storm in Oklahoma to weather through together. See what I did there? It's okay. The show's almost over, folks. So tell me about this storm, not so awesome, what, two days ago, um, and I saw the name of the town. I looked it up. That town that got hit by the big tornado was right near you. Yes, it was right near us. So uh, it was, let's see, that was Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah two so nights ago. Yeah. Tuesday night, we're watching the news. And this is what's great about all of this is that they really can forecast it way out. And they're like, there might be a chance for severe weather tomorrow night. We don't know, but, you know, be what they call weather aware for Wednesday night. So it's about four o'clock and p.m. on Wednesday. And yeah, something's coming. And of course, I just gone to the feed store. My truck is loaded up with feed in the bed. And I'm like, drive, drive, drive. I don't want to get <laughs> rain on all this new grain. So get home. We unload the grain and it's like time. So you can see the, the, the sky is turning. It turns basically green. It's really strange. Like the whole sky kind of illuminates in like this green color. And so I get all the horses up. I do all the things in the barn that I need to do. And I kiss them all and I tell them all I love them. And then I'll see them in the morning. Uh, so I, we go into the house and it was just one of those and it was still light out, which is, it seems to me like most of the events we've had have been, you know, and nine, 10 o'clock at night, but this started right around five and there's crazy clouds started forming and it was just nuts. Now this time my husband was home. So at least I had a little bit of support. Um, so he would watch, but it was one of those like you just watching it and it would, the storm would split and then come back together and then split and come back together. And the hail at one point I it, I'm sitting on the couch and it sounded like I was in a battle in world war two. Like it just like oh, we're getting gunshots. shelled yeah. just with hail. And it was like up to baseball and softball size hail. Really? They do everything with balls. So there's nickels, wait, d- dime size hail, quarter size hail, Golf ball size hail, tennis ball size hail, baseball wow. size hail, softball size hail. Anyway, they, they have like this whole like, you're going to be getting softballs out there and, you know, whatever. It was crazy. And so we just, I, the only thing we got, I think, was golf ball size hail this time. Um, but surrounding areas got hammered, but it just didn't stop. It was just like, you just feel like you're in a war zone. And so there's a guy, there's, there's three or four different news channels, local news, and you turn one of them on and you pick your poison. Do you want the really calm kind of stoned guy or do you want the like super intense, yeah. we're all going to die. <laughs> the Jim that's, Cantori. <laughs> that's the guy I watch. Okay. <laughs> His name is David Payne, Oklahoma's weather expert. <laughs> so David Payne is a nervous wreck, but he mirrors what I'm feeling inside. So, but like, it was like a pancake cloud. He's so funny. He's like, he's like, 
grandma's serving up pancakes and the, the the weather would went to coal and he was like if you're in coal you're in the hole <laughs> and then at one point the the tornado was heading towards the casino is like y'all if your grandma's at that casino you better go get her now you got about 10 minutes <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like it's so intense and so crazy it's so wild um but it was awful i mean were you ever you, in the shelter did it get to that point Three separate times. Oh, wow. Three separate times the weather alarm went off. Um, the Because there, the, every Saturday at noon, they test. The, you remember this siren yeah. testing. Yeah. So they test the sirens. So that when the sirens that go in, off. It did that in Lexington when we lived there. Yeah. yeah. When the sirens go off, you, it, it's cl- you need to get in. And three times the sirens went off and, you know, we prep our shelter by getting water and all our paperwork and, um, and to get shoes. You don't think about needing shoes, but if there's debris outside, you're going to need shoes. So we have blankets and pillows and then all the dogs come in and I have dog cookies and (laughs) toys and it's not a big Did you bring the birds in with you? Well, you know what? We had to make a decision. Well, they could fly. <laughs> it was Chad or the birds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was Chad a highly <laughs> contested debate. <laughs> um, Lucas, Lucas, it's either dad or the birds. What are we going to do? Uh, <laughs> I was like, Dad's coming in here. Birds can fly. Yeah, birds got a chance. They have a chance to survive. I, I remember you saying that last time. So I was like, we're going to go with birds can fly. So they'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, we had to make a decision. Um, but it was just one of those like, oh, it's past this, it's past this. Oh, no, it's looped back around. It's come back together. It's forming right above us and, and all that. So it was just, just incredibly. And this was really only a couple miles from your house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, not as close as the last one that hit, you know, that was like right up the street that missed us by, you know, 200 yards. But um, this one was just really long. There was so many tornadoes and so many storms. And it just begs the question. Why? And I've asked people (laughs) all day yesterday, why... Do we live here? But you could say that about anywhere. The people who got 20 feet of snow this year, hurricanes, or there's really no good place to live. I I know, but California, look, it's going to fall off into the ocean at some point. This is called Tornado Alley. Like, why would you want to live in a place called Tornado Alley? Why did my in-laws decide to settle here? You know, like, (laughs) why are we here? I don't understand. It's times like this where I'm like, this is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Again, where are you going to go? That doesn't have bad stuff. You you have hurricane sea. I mean, I know there's something everywhere. I'll still still take my hurricane over your tornado, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, man. Because I have five days or two weeks to prepare. Yeah. You got yeah. 10 minutes. Well, no, I mean, I again, we were able to, you, you kind of have at least 24 hours. I mean, you don't, but to prepare for something that may or may not come. You know what? You're just screwed no matter what. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. You have no say. Except, except uh, when it changes 55 times, you know, like the last one. But yeah, I'm it just glad you're okay and all the horses okay. Yeah, all the horses were fine. I'm sure that they're there, terrified in the barn hail with damage? the hail. Everything dented? You know, we, we've got to have our roof inspected because apparently if hail takes down tree branches, it does enough to damage your 
roof. So the shed that we lost in the last tornado, we lost half the roof in one of our old sheds. Well, we just lost the rest of it in this one. Well, he's help- there. Mother Nature's helping you tear it down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, we, we are waiting on a quote. That all is in process in insurance claims to get that all sorted out. Um, but yeah, it was just... It was just so long and so much stress. And this poor guy on the news just, I mean, he doesn't take a break. He was on the camera for like six hours. It was exhausting. And I was watching him for that long. It was exhausting. So, uh, but it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things, I guess. I don't know. It, it just sucks. Well, I'm it glad just, you're okay. It's been too close here in the last couple of weeks. That's for sure. Uh, well, this is just the beginning of tornado season. Like, it's just starting. I am really glad you got the shelter. I, I've seen the shelter in the new house. Uh, no tornadoes taking that thing away. That's, you know, <laughs> that's pretty I, solid. I posted a picture of Homer laying in it because he's like, wow, I get to be in the house on blankets and pillows, like on the floor with everybody. He thinks that, that, that tornadoes are the greatest thing ever because the sirens go off. We all get to snuggle. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he's. I posted a picture in there. And then a lady uh, last night was like, I don't understand so it's it's like a closet, and I said, yeah, it's a it's a big reinforced. I mean, it's like twelve inches of concrete on all four sides. It's rated for like you know a bomb. And I think there's concrete on the ceiling too, right? It's, oh yeah, yeah, the whole thing. There's like a vent in it, so yeah. and there's locks on the inside of the door, so you lock yourself in. And it's a steel door. It's a steel door with yep. top, middle, bottom locks. The whole entire thing is concrete. Like I said, there's a vent fan in it, so like it's you at least aren't going to suffocate, you know? So we're all in there and she's like, I don't understand um, why the things on the shelf don't fall off. And I'm like, cause it's a concrete. She's building. thinking earthquake, not. Uh... <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, she is from California. Yeah. yeah that's good. But um, one of our listeners, Jen, who was just visiting, uh, she said that what she's learned after seeing the storm shelter, is she's like booze and shoes. That's what you have. <laughs> in there you go. Booze, it just happened to be where we keep the liquor and the medicine, and I thought that was a good idea. So it's what it is. You need to sign this as booze and shoes on the door. Booze and, and shoes, shoes, baby. There you go. <laughs> the booze and shoes shelter. Uh-huh. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I really Thanks. am. Thanks. Yeah, well, we'll have to. We're in line for, you know, and a roof inspection. This guy's pretty yeah, busy. 10 years. <laughs> I did tell Chad, they were saying it's going to be like a multi-million dollar hailstorm. And I was like, oh, time to find me a new car. <laughs> what kind of roof's on the house? Is it uh, shingles? Uh, not my house? Yeah, yeah. shingles. Shingles, okay. And that's it, folks. The first horses in the morning of the new year, 2024. Go out and make it a great day.